y'all hear that? Do it again. I learned how to play the guitar. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I didn't learn how to play the guitar. I have no musical capabilities whatsoever. Uh, we're get right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, y'all check out our song. It ain't come out yet, but it's coming. Yeah, check out the song that hasn't come out yet. That's right. Y'all, yeah. y'all be sure. Be to sure that's cool about freestyle. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, what's good, everybody? Uh, welcome back to Ascended. Um, it's been, what, two weeks now since our last podcast? And yep. the last podcast was over Friendship, where we had Nick Scott, one of mm. uh, our good friends from Lindsey Wilson College. So uh, y'all, if y'all haven't heard that one, y'all need to check that one out. And if you yeah. haven't heard the one before that, you need to check that out. That's right. Because it's not going to make I mean, it'll make sense, but like... Just do it anyway, all right? Yeah, just do it anyway. Because we're on a series. You can't listen. You can't just jump right. in part three of a series. Right. You don't right. jump in like the third episode of Harry Potter and act like you know yeah. what's going on. Like, you don't, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. What's but, a Dementor? <laughs> what's a that thing? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, we're back. Um, we kind of got some upsetting news. Zach said I just ruined his day earlier. I don't think it was you me. You did ruin my day. But, but my day was ruined. I think mine was too, actually. It was. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little upset. Oh, I guess I can break the news. Yeah. Don't guys, should we break it? Should we break it? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna think go. differently about us. All right, just go for it, guys. We had Starbucks instead of Dunkin'. If we get any hate mail, which I know we won't, because no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> if we do, I mean, I'm hating right now. I know you always hate. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure though. For sure, but no, we had we had Starbucks instead of Dunkin', and that's let's just be honest. Only because we yeah. had to. Only right. because we had to. Yeah, we had to make a special trip for our our guest, our guest. But we're we're not gonna get to him just yet. We gonna let him. We gonna let him talk. <laughs> but we'll get to him in just a second. What'd you get? So I got what I usually get because I wanted to compare the two, right? So I got the what was it Grande, yeah, like a Grande as a medium yeah. in Spanish or something like yeah. Vanilla, vanilla <laughs> latte. Did I get a latte? You, or I think coffee? yeah, you got a latte. Okay. It's tasted like coffee. It did. It man. I took coffee, one to drink and oh, I about threw it out the window. Yeah, he was not. He was. He was like, <laughs> my day just got ruined. Like I swear, he said that. <laughs> no, I got a caramel iced latte to do the same. But guys, America runs on Dunkin', That's and right. right now America ain't been doing a whole lot of running. So mm-hmm. all right, um, mm-hmm. we're not gonna talk about that right now, but. Y'all need to go get y'all some Duncan for real. We still gonna shout them out. Anyway, we're not sponsored. If you listen, Duncan. There it is. Every episode. Every every episode. <laughs> we just like bash Starbucks for you guys. <laughs> Send us some money, alright? We're poor. We need a mic. <laughs> at least a gift card. <laughs> at least at least a gift card. Some free points. That'd be cool. That'd be dope. But on to other news. So uh well, which one should we go to first? Our guest or... I guess we'll do, we'll do the other thing, get that out of the way, so then... Then we can just we'll focus just on it, yeah. the, the being on my right. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, so, your boy. Not me, but I am your boy. Right. No, KB dropped a new song called 10K. And, mm. like, uh, there's a song called 10,000 Reasons, right? Yes, by called? Matt Redman, I think. So. Matt Redman? So. Yeah, but... Redman. You, if you listen to KB at all, like uh, like his one of his really big songs was like uh, "Crowns and Thorns." It's an ocean remix, mm-hmm. and that like pops off. But he like uh, raps to oceans, like mm-hmm. he kind of just mashes them up. And then yeah. his most recent song, "Armies," was the same way. Mm-hmm. It was Chris Tomlin's what What's the song? 
We don't listen to contemporary music. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. We listen to rap. That's what we're talking about right now. But uh, it's Chris Tomlin's song, and he, he does the same thing with that. And he did the same thing yeah. with 10,000 Reasons, and uh, it's on Spotify. It's on all platforms. Go listen to it. He's got a couple of good lyrics in there. Zach had a good one about uh, uh, Michael B. He said, hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. it right here. I just lost. Okay, no, it's right here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who have seen the movie Creed, featuring right. Michael B. Jordan. Right. Great movie, by the way. But it here's is. this lyric. It says, peace, peace, Jesus, that's my creed. Ooh, Michael B. Ooh, mm. Ooh that's some smoke. You know what I'm saying? That little wordplay right there. Yeah. But, yeah, y'all, y'all definitely for sure need to check out KB's new song. It slaps. I'm yeah. just going to be honest. It slaps. It does. Because I, I asked him in the car. I was like, Colton, which one do you like better, Armies or 10K? He's like, don't let me do that. I did. I was like, don't let me do that. I like Armies a lot. Like, that yeah. song is way so... Better. But hang on, let me say, let me say this. His flow is so much different in the two songs. Like they, they're just good. Like, yeah, he just got his. I think he got it together on Ten K. You think so? You think that's his flow? Armies is like fifty percent. Really? Ten K hey. is like really. Ten K is like eighty. Okay, all right. I, he's still but he's about to go a hundred. He's about to go <laughs> on a hundred again, waiting glory. But he's about to go back on whenever he drops his new album coming out soon. And I really can't wait because I've been waiting. How long, Devin? How long have I listened to KB? Three years, something like that? Yeah. Have you been saved that long? <laughs> it was after I got saved. So. He says, has it not been that long? Like, <laughs> no, but for real, y'all check it out. Um, but on to other news. We've got a guy right here that I've known for uh, too long. Uh, no, I'm just playing. One of my best friends and one of my uh, leaders on our youth leadership team uh, helped me a lot in my walk. Zach just met him today, but he's got red hair. His name starts with a D. Devin the Evan Bishop, like he's Methodist. All right, what's good, my guy? <laughs> nah, what's good? Devin? You're crazy, bro. I know. I'm wild. I don't do the most, but I do God's a lot. Good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> God is good, but no, we have Devin Bishop with us on this episode because we're talking about yeah. something he has a little bit of experience with. Not a lot, just a little minuscule fraction. Fraction. Yeah. It's like what tiny <laughs> fraction. <laughs> tiny fraction of what we're talking about today. But um, Devin, what do you do? I am a guitar player. Professional. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> getting there. Right, right, right. And you're in a band, right? Well, was. <laughs> Corona tanked it. <laughs> no longer in a band. All right, yeah, no longer in a band. But big chilling, big guitar teacher. Right, right. So you, so you, you do teach guitar lessons. Like, where you? What, what's your area that you cover? Elizabethtown, Campbellsville, and because of the internet, the world. Nice. <laughs> so what you're saying is we can get a touch on the internet and take That's lessons right. from you. Yeah, you and can. we should take lessons from you because you're the best in the game. Well, you're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> Practice every day. Hey, how many of the teachers do you know who do that? Don't answer that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Devin, it's good to have you on this podcast. Appreciate you yeah. hopping on and trying to give us two uh, guys who very ignorant if you is that to say the least ignorant yeah (laughs) very ignorant of the topic of what we're talking about today and that is that is marriage ooh the big M Mm -hmm. big M yeah very big M which I know last podcast Nick kind of 
Right. You know, he's going to be talking about that. He jumped on yeah. a little bit, said we were going to be talking about sex or, or something, yeah, right? Yeah, sex, yeah. I think <laughs> but we, we were, we, we, afterwards, we're like, we need to talk about marriage before yeah, we talk about like, sex. Yeah, because you can't really have sex until you're married. So, yeah. That's true. Right. Especially if you're Christian. Yeah. Um, but if you're not Christian, you do whatever you want, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. It's not going to be good for you, though. <laughs> it's not going to be good for you. And we're going to discuss maybe why. I don't know. We're going to see where this podcast takes us. But. And also, before we get into this, um, we've been trying to get uh, like a guest speaker on more. Right. Um, just because we feel like it helps the flow of the podcast. Right. Um, so let us know if you like that better. Right. Uh, we have, have an Instagram. We do have an Instagram. <laughs> At ascended one dot eleven. That's right. So you can let That's us know right. there. It's on Instagram. Yeah. Hey, eleven rhymes with Devin. Eleven does rhyme with oh. Devin. Devin has social media platforms. Devin, what's your social media Dude. platforms? Facebook. Nice. Devin Bishop's music. Nice. YouTube. Nice. Devin Bishop. Ooh. Nice. Instagram is like DB Studio, DB Music Studio, Ooh, something studio. like that. Oh, all right. Yeah, sounds professional. Y'all give him a follow because you're not gonna follow us. All right. <laughs> so at least follow him. Uh, <laughs> How about follow Jesus? How about we follow Jesus and then you know maybe along the way we can get like a social media account or something. Maybe KB. Maybe yes, you can follow KB. All right, you get permission and Lecrae. Anyway, that's probably unnecessary, but I wanted to say it. But all right, Zach, where are we gonna take off? Like, where are we gonna start? So I think. We'll start where we kind of usually start. Yeah. We're talking about a certain topic is um, discussing the cultural view of, of that topic yeah. versus the biblical. Right. So culturally, what what is marriage? What does marriage mean right. in today's society? Right. Devin, you want to take this one or you want me to take it? Well, you can just pass it, bro. Right. That's what we're going to do. All right. All right. All right. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> that is what the culture thinks. I mean... But not really. I don't right. think the, mar- uh, the culture ties sex in with marriage as yeah, like yeah. a big deal. It's like you only get married if the sex is good. You know, Ooh, that's, that's, that's sort of the culture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the culture, it's all based on performance, I think. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not performing well, then you're out. Right. You said and that's, that's like way more than sex. That's just, like just about your job. Um, how you treat each other, how you treat your family. There's like not much room for forgiveness and grace, although there might be, but it's just not a thing that's eternal, not a thing that lasts long. There's not like a serious commitment. Marriage is just like you can get out whenever you want. Right, right. Kind of like survival of the fittest. Sort of, maybe. A little bit, kind of. Maybe. Everybody. I mean, it's not like the culture holds marriage as like bottom tier thing it's right. just like in the middle you know mm-hmm. right. it's just like everything else you know right. it's not as sacred as <clears throat> right right know, there's no to. like meaning behind it it's mm-hmm. not profound anymore yeah. or mm-hmm. maybe has it ever been profound I guess maybe it's, it's all, like it's all about it. the ceremony mm-hmm. yeah all about the ceremony all about how you feel all about how the other person looks yeah yeah um, You know, culturally, and when I think of marriage, I mean, uh, we talked about this in youth group last week. We talked about homosexuality. And I was talking to Zach, the LGBTQ community. I mean, they can get married now, like, legally. And that was, like, a big thing back in, what, 2017 or something Mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, that's kind of what I go to is, like, 
maybe the misinterpretation of, or, or maybe it's the personal interpretation of what we think marriage is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that's like, it's subjective. Like I can mm-hmm. change it and I can like move the parts around that I don't really like and I can do what, you know, maybe feels best for me. Maybe that, that, maybe that kind of idea maybe resonates with, I think, maybe our culture. And unfortunately, I think it's kind of infiltrated our churches. Like, mm-hmm. like we have kind of let it seep in and we've kind of started adopting some of these ideas that divorce is okay. You know, and, you know, marriage isn't that sacred. Like, if I don't like this other person, divorce is okay. When really, um, the Bible teaches on, you know, it's very strict about marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get divorced unless, you know, a few uh, prerequisites we'll probably mm-hmm. talk about later. Um, but now it's just like you said it's in the middle yeah when I think of marriage in terms of our society you know marriages are the marriage rate is dropping right and people are getting married older and older and older right. than they than they were right you know and, and why is that you know it's because you know people are, are trying to get all the the benefits of marriage without the covenant you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Like they're trying to become one, but they're in a position to where, hey, if things don't go well between us, I can walk out any time because we're not married. So right. therefore, we'll just push marriage back further and further. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and that's just not the way God intended it. God intended it for when two people come together and get married. That's when you become one. That's right. when you're, you know, one, one person, mm-hmm. one flesh. Right. Um, right. So I think maybe to go from that. What is marriage? Devin, you are married of uh, how long? Almost three years. Almost three years. Three years next month. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Right. And so, almost, <laughs> almost congratulations <laughs> for three. You almost made it this long. Uh, um, yeah. But uh, what is, like, since you've been married, we, I, I don't even know if we're, like, like should answer mm-hmm. this question. Which we'll probably give us like some thoughts, mm-hmm. but what is marriage? To me, I think it's just a picture of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Marriage is supposed to be an example of what Jesus did for us. Right. Marriage is supposed to depict that story clearly, where you know God and Jesus might be hard for somebody to see. A clear, clean, pure marriage, mm-hmm. like that stands high above all society above mm-hmm. everything else and it's just mm-hmm. such a bright light like you just can't ignore that and anybody who grows up with uh, even like a medium tier marriage or like a low tier marriage it's like as soon as they step into the home of like the pure marriage mm-hmm. where they're seeking Christ it's not that they're perfect but of the home of the person who's trying to seek Christ it's like there's an immediate change they're like what's going on here mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what it's supposed to be at its core okay okay yeah. so I, I like how you said it's supposed to be like a reflection of the gospel can you elaborate on that a little bit more like yeah so <clears throat> I mean the man is supposed to be Christ okay mm-hmm. the woman is supposed to be the church yeah. right <clears throat> Christ gave up everything for the church the man is expected to lay down his life for his wife. Uh, You know, in Proverbs 31, it's like, how much is, or, um, 
a woman is more precious than jewels. Right. That's what it says. Yes. And in today's society, a jewel is a good job, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah. From from birth, uh, we're raised with questions of what are you going to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? You know, and all throughout, from grade school all the way up, it's always what job are you going to do? So when you finally land that good job, you know you've got something good. The culture would say, you know, you can have all the good things then that come from that. But the good job, that's like the central thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Bible would argue that a good, clean, pure wife, that's the good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as the man, we're expected um, to let all of our dreams, all of our passions, all of everything we have, you know, Christ had it all in heaven. Right. And he gave it all up. For us, you know, and so it's also in Ephesians five twenty five. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Like that's military terminology. Yeah. In the original text, so the man, the way that it means is the man dies first. Oh. It's like a you're the infantryman, mm-hmm. you know, you go first. It's like if there's any band coming, it's hitting you first. Mm. <laughs> but that's also. Scary, right. because if you let your guard down and it gets past you, where's it going? Mm. Mm. I don't want to answer that. Man. Mm. <laughs> so it's it's scary, you know. And even even to think that at the end of your days, you know, your your job is to present because this is what Christ does for us. He presents us to God, sanctified. Mm. That's His job, right? Marriage is a picture of the gospel. Our job is to present our wives to Christ. So you're standing there, end of your days. You're like, you're like, okay, here she is, you know. And God's just like looking at you, like every flaw, every scar, every cut, every bruise, that's on you. Like that's just, it's terrible, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute. I don't wanna get married. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the same thought. I just play it. Just play it. It's intense, man. But that's it's so intense. true, though. Yeah. That's what Christ does. I mean, that's what Christ did for us. So, I mean. Yeah, you kind of just hit that out of the ball. <laughs> <moment. laughs> like, like uh, my notes. <laughs> right? But I think that just goes to show how important marriage really is to our father you know whereas culture going back to culture takes it so casually right you know what i mean when in reality it's a very serious thing to god right i really don't have anything to say right now so y'all gonna have to keep talking (laughs) Um, but i think god holds that kind of special value on marriage because of the impact it has Hmm. because it is such a beacon you know christ's Death and resurrection, and his word forever stands. You know, it's the Bible is the most stolen book, it's the most like burned book, it's the most bought book. You know, it's everything. You know, a good marriage is gonna be the same thing. You know, I mean, like, as soon as like that couple walks in the church that's been married for like 50 years, like everybody notices them and sees them together. When they're not together, it's like, what's going on? You know, Mm -hmm. so it's like wherever they go, you're recognized. 
because of your good marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not because of us. Um, and then you think about the impact that has on kids, the impact it has on, um, you know, people that you bring into your home. I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. So like God puts that weight on it for us, mm-hmm. right. you know, right. good yeah that's really good (laughs) um also i think of course my mind kind of goes to like um that marriage is about you know you you two are a team and that's why you you come together because you make a better team you make a better you can make a better impact for the kingdom as a team does that make sense would you agree with that I might disagree, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, the Bible says, Paul teaches that uh, the married man's mind is divided. Mm. Because he's focused on glorifying God, but almost, he says divided. You know, Mm. like, he's not talking about like 30% here, 70% here. You know, it's like Mm 50-50. You know, we're, we're focused on glorifying God. The married man is also focused on how can he please his wife at the same time. And he's divided. And this is the only place where it's like you can have two masters mm-hmm. and not be a sinner, you know? And then also, this is where Paul starts talking about it's, bare, it's better not to be married mm-hmm. because your whole life can be lived in full for the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas, like, I'm not just going to sell all my stuff right now and pack up and then go to, like, some place where they're killing Christians mm-hmm. and minister to those people and put my life on the line you know there's so much more at stake than for me to do that and it's like here Christ affirms that you know you have to take care of your family you have Mm -hmm. to do this you know Mm -hmm. right so right yeah I totally I, I get that I get totally get where you're coming from so so Paul yeah he said it's better not to marry because you're divided right so then my mind goes to what about the verses like it's not good for man to be alone. You know, he who finds a wife is blessed, gains favor with the That's Lord. A good thing. Yeah. So what like how would you Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's not a sin to be married. Yeah. It's yeah. a good thing to yeah. be married. Um and like I said, this is the only place where you can sort of have that divided mind and not be in conflict with God, not be his enemy. Um but the person who's not married, they can just be fully, 100% dedicated to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a weird kind of balance. It's not that the person who's not married hasn't found a good thing, because ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, that person is part of the church, which is the bride of Christ. So yeah, technically, yeah. we are kind of married, mm-hmm. you know. But in marriage here, you know, eventually we have to give all this stuff. You know, even marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Which is another thing. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. so, uh, it's just so uh, something to consider. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm like, not for you guys. I mean, <laughs> no, I like this. Like, I like the weight that mm-hmm. you've kind of brought and the passion that you've kind of shown. You know, like the seriousness, like. The, the requirements of God, like what you're supposed to be in a marriage, they're so weighty. And I think that's unfortunate for our culture because 
No one really thinks about the weight. I mean, through this, you're glorifying Christ. You are being a reflection of God, like the Trinity. Like we talked about that uh, on Wednesday. Like marriage is a reflection of unity in the Trinity, but it's also a picture of a divided mind and conflicts you're going to have. Uh, choosing like 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 you were saying, like um, the division that's in a man's heart because of marriage. Not that it can't glorify Christ, and it should glorify Christ. But you should also, there, like, there's so many things to consider with mm-hmm. that. And like, I'm running, I'm babbling because like, <laughs> I, like, I'm finding like, a, it's really hard for me to like wrap That's my mind together, around, yeah. like, like trying to make these two wires connect. Yeah. Like, it's just not yeah. clicking. But no, there's definitely a weight that I think that you know many people overlook. I think that's probably what yeah. I was yeah and like I heard yeah. someone say one time like if you go into marriage thinking that you're ready for it you're not ready for it but if you know what I mean but if if you go in thinking man I don't know if I'm ready for this then you're probably like ready for it so Gosh. I don't know if that is Dead. true or not, but it makes a good <laughs> good point yeah I don't know let's ask are you ready for marriage you've been married for <laughs> three years hey no okay <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> we can validate that quote all right all right so. We've thrown everything out there. I'm a little nervous to be speaking right now because I think I'm going to sound stupid. But what's the biblical, and we've talked about it, the idea of marriage. Where did it come from? I think we need to, let's start from like the root of it. Like why did people even start becoming, like getting married anyways? Or how did it get twisted? How has it fell apart? Yeah. Um, where is the, where's the root come from? Uh, I mean obviously the Bible you know Genesis God created everything didn't create man put him to sleep it's not good for man to be alone Zach brought that up earlier so he took his rib created whoa man (laughs) (laughs) that's a mad fact (laughs) that's a bad fact so the original design man and woman and in every instance where homosexuality is involved, God's mad about it. Mm. Yeah, sexual sin is something God does not take lightly. And that's regarding any type of sexual sin, whether it be homosexuality or adultery or fornication or you know, pornography or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that God really holds to a high standard, uh, which is often overlooked. Like, divorce is okay. Nope. <laughs> you read it? <laughs> but Right. Right. Yeah, it, it originally stems from the garden, the genesis, the, the initial design God had, you know, and desires that God has placed in man and woman before um, the fall of creation. And because of the fall, we see, you know, obviously sin, but we also see the perversion of what marriage is, and we see the sanctity of marriage being kind of ripped apart gradually, um, especially, which I mean, um, even in Jesus' time or before, it was, you know, m- men had... How many wives? Thousand. Solomon had like a thousand yeah, yeah. wives. Don't know how he died. Devin, no, never mind. Don't answer that. <laughs> never mind. Don't answer that. But it, yeah, a thousand wives. But like, how did we get from that to a thousand wives to now it's okay to marry and be a Christian and live a homosexual life? Like, how did we? Yeah. I mean, I think there's one pretty big overall yeah, word. Mean, sin, but also man's craftiness. You know, it's like, I find this in my own mind at work. A lot of times, which I've had to do so much to deal with, is that, like, we look for loopholes. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Mm -hmm. Like, kind of, uh, without realizing it, without thinking about it, it's like we look for cop-outs to convince ourselves that the things we're doing are okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we get too involved in the gray areas and too close to the line and that's what we're thinking about is the line, mm -hmm. you know? Instead of thinking about how close can I get to God? And when you're married, it just gets so much more perverted, you know? Like even the thought of that is just like disgusting, you know? Because that's where all of it starts, right? It starts with like a little, little something like that and then little something turns into a big something and then, you know, it just snowballs. There's a verse, I think, in Psalms somewhere where it says, like, can a man get close to the fire and his clothes not be burned? So it's talking about, like, you can't just kind of see how close you can get to something without being hurt in some way. Yeah, and then talking about, um, like you said, man's craftiness, like trying to trying to figure out loopholes and stuff. That reminds me of the speaker we had at Life one time back at Lindsay Wilson who spoke on homosexuality where he had lived his life as a homosexual but then um, right now I think he's single yeah he's celibate, uh, he's celibate. yeah he's celibate mm -hmm. um, Colton if you want to touch on that a little bit right um, yeah so we had this guy show up at Lindsay right and uh, he showed up um, and like we, we had scheduled this and he came with a pastor and we were going to have the con like the homosexual conversation kind of like what we did for youth but this man has actually lived it. So he, he still experiences same-sex attraction, still open about that. Um, but uh, he grew up in a Baptist church. Uh, I think his dad may have been a pastor or something like that. Or it was He was in the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, he felt hurt by the church whenever he realized that he had homosexual uh, tendencies, I guess maybe that the right word. Maybe desires. Not. Yeah, desires. Yeah. And he, he left the church. Um, he knew he was doing wrong. He, he, he said that over and over and over again. Um, but he said, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, he, said, he said he knew he was doing wrong. And, like, he couldn't shake the feeling, but he was still, you know, doing it and whatever. And um, he finally came to a point um, which he had a partner and he died of mm -hmm. HIV. And he didn't end up getting it. Um, I guess that's by the grace of God. I don't know how yeah. that happened, but he didn't end up getting it. But he had his partner had it and he died, and that kind of got his attention. And so we started looking um, in the Bible for like aspects like that said it's okay for me to do this, or like it's okay like if I, you know, kind of go to the gray area of what marriage can be, if it can be that in uh, a homosexual lifestyle or in a, a non-yoked uh, lifestyle or something like that. He was looking for anything that he could use as a defense for the way his life, uh, the way he was living his life. Um, and at the end of it, he was like, you know, the Bible's very clear um, on homosexuality, but also on what marriage is supposed to be. And he's like, because the Bible is so clear and, you know, the gospel is so real, he, he now lives his whole lifestyle. And so, you know, the, the gospel has transformed his understanding and, you know, in a way brought him back to Jesus. Like, I don't, I don't, that's a whole other argument. Mm -hmm. But I think in the end, you know, the gospel, you know, is what conformed his idea in the Bible of what marriage is supposed to be. Yeah, and that just goes back to 
you have to have the word as the ultimate authority. You know, like, I think it was Francis Chan who said something like, if the Bible said that all Asians had to stand on their head all day, then I would stand on my head all day. Not that I agreed with it, but that's that's what the Bible said. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was just making an example, but he's just going to show how, how important and uh, how much authority the Word of God has. Right. You know? right. So it's not so much as, okay, how can I find this loophole so that I can validate my actions? It's, it's more of, okay, let me just open the Word. What does it say? And then that's the bottom line. Right. Like, there's no arguing that. Well, here's the thing. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, the smoke. This is the problem the with marriage. You know? You go to the Bible, you say this is the bottom line. She goes to the Bible... She sees it differently. Mm. Now all of a sudden, what are you going to do? Argue with her. Without <laughs> <laughs> playing, but... Right, yeah. You know, because... It's, it's a conflict, you know? And that's what marriage is. It's all about conflict and settling conflict, dealing with conflict. And it's just nuts, you know? <laughs> it's crazy. It sounds crazy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and definitely I would recommend to you guys reading the book Love and Respect um, because you know we always go to that scripture that says um, wives or husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church you know yeah. right and then later on uh, it says wives respect your husbands right? you know you know, husbands show unconditional love right. wives show unconditional respect you know because as men, like, we understand honor, you know? We understand respect and duty and, you know, like, just warrior mentality. You know, that stuff is just legit, you know? Somebody would die for something. I mean, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's so cool, you know? Uh, and even the word cool, right, that I use the word cool. Like, it's just like women are just different for the mm-hmm. most part, you know? It's like they just have, like... All of these emotions and all of these like things that they feel, you know. Whereas as men, it's like literally everything funnels back to anger, just like Jamie said. Even like happiness funnels back into anger. Like think about whenever we're kids. It's like oh, we see a girl that we like. I'm gonna punch her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see how tough she is. You know, I'm gonna throw rocks at her. You know, I'm gonna tell bad jokes about her to her and make her laugh. You know, like, like, like that's going to work, right? <laughs> it's like all these things. It's like, I don't know. I can pick up the dirtiest sock in the world and be like, bro, you got to smell this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's funny, but that's what we do. <laughs> Women are just different. You know? Even like, here's a simple example. If I'm, come to you guys with a problem you're going to give me advice right if a woman comes to you for the problem you don't say anything (laughs) until she says it's okay for you to say something don't say anything (laughs) this is that knowledge we got to remember yes this is this is it mark this down say that one more time for the boys who didn't hear you for the children who are not listening 
I mean, because for the most part, women want to, they need to vent. They need to get out their emotions. And I, and I relate to that on some aspect. I need to talk things out too. But I also need advice. And women, it's like, it's almost like they know what to do, but they have to get all of like these, they have to just, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not one. Yeah, they process things differently. <laughs> I don't get it. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> which I feel like I should add in. Me and Colton have talked about getting like a, a women's episode mm-hmm. or something to get mm-hmm. a different perspective because, I mean, it's not fair to have just the guy's perspective, you know. You right. need to also have the, the girls, but. We're all um, about equality on this show. That's right. Yeah. I said that because I don't really know what else to say, and I feel like I haven't talked in forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we could we could go into the uh, like advice part of it. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, because I'm reading this book now, it's it's uh, titled Every Woman's Desire, or something like that, and the whole point is about oneness, um, how like the, the goal, or the, the desire of every woman is oneness, and ultimately the desire of every man in a relation, in a marriage is oneness, and it talks about like how both um, spouses have to submit for that oneness, because I know the Bible says, like we talked about earlier, wives submit to your husband's authority, you know, all that. So I agree with that. But that, but then this book talks about how um, the husbands also have to submit to oneness, in a sense. So there's that aspect of mutual submission to each other for oneness. Um, I guess I, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Because growing up, I hadn't really heard, like, mutual submission like that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, the Bible does teach on that, mm-hmm. in that um, your body's not your own. Yeah, uh, it also says that um, I think it's in Ephesians. I'm not sure, but just like uh, wives are called to submit their bodies, husbands also called to submit their bodies. Like it's a, like in the same verse or two. Um, <clears throat> so that idea of oneness is on, or submission. Mm-hmm. That idea of submission is on both parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, oneness. I mean, I think that's supposed to be the goal. You know, this is why a man will leave his mother and father to be mm-hmm. cleave to his wife. And then, um, you know, the two shall become one flesh. Right? So we're mm-hmm. one. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read the book. I don't know about submitting mm-hmm. to oneness per se. But I know you have to, um, for the most part, this is sort of how it goes. It's like God will teach you something before he teaches you your wife something. And that is so frustrating, you know? Because it's like he will show you something so clear in Scripture that's just like beautiful, you know? And then you can immediately start practicing, living it out, and then you're doing it. You know, and so you're already doing it. She's she's behind you, you know, because you're the man that dies first, right? So now you got to bring her up to speed. But the way you bring her up to speed is not by showing all the advice, you know, by giving her all the, all the advice of, hey, you need to be doing this. This is how you do it. Do it. Okay? That's like the man's approach, right? She needs to see you do it for sometimes months, and then she'll start doing it a little. <laughs> a little. You know, and like... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that with oneness. I had some kind of point, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I guess I'm gonna ask on behalf of Zach's part, and hopefully mine 
relatively soon. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who is engaged, what would it be? Uh, the solution to every argument, okay, like every problem that you have, you have to force yourself to think, at her core, she does not hate me. <laughs> I feel like I was dead serious. <laughs> I elaborate on that. It's, it's so... It's so simple but and dumb and funny, but I mean, seriously, it will solve so many things. It'll allow you to show so much grace, so much kindness and forgiveness, and just make so many things easier if you just harbor the idea in your mind all the time that she loves me, she does not want to hurt me, like, no matter what she believes or says that she believes, no matter what argument or stance she takes against me, it's not really against me, like, she's trying to help me. She's trying to help our family. She's trying to love our family. Because in our minds, as soon as somebody sets their self up against us in some kind of stance, in some kind of argument, no matter how small, you know, me and Ellie one time were talking about whether rain was invented or created at the time God made it, you know? <laughs> and the first instance in your mind is that, okay, now things have switched. She's my enemy. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to win this thing. <laughs> yeah. And also just I like that. I feel that. Yeah. And you know, and you think of enemies as bad guys, right? She's the bad guy. Uh, or she's doing this because she doesn't like me. You know? Some, some right. maybe like subconsciously or kinda of like a Yeah. Like that's the yeah, emotion then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. But like if you think in your mind, she loves me. You know, she's in it for the long it just makes things easier. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, I guess kind of the last question I would ask is, as we, me and Colin both are in relationships, like pursuing marriage, how how could we prepare better for marriage? Just pray. Just pray. That's literally the advice I got. Let's okay. just pray. Derek, he said, pray more than you think you should. And fast. Yes. I didn't get that half of it. <laughs> Still waiting on that text. Because, <laughs> I mean, think about it. After Christ, this is the most important decision in your entire life that you will make. Because yeah. in 10 years, you are going to be on your face. You are going to be slain, knocked to the floor. I mean, your knees are going to buckle. And you are going to be weeping. From one or two reasons. My marriage sucks. Or this is the greatest flipping awesomest thing on the entire planet and I don't even know how to express it. So, we are finite beings. We can't really plan 10 years into the future. And whenever we think about our pretty lady, you know, we just like have all these feelings and emotions, especially when you're dating or right after you first meet, and you can't, you can't see clearly, you can't, uh, you can't think clearly, you know, everything's like in the way, and so whenever you fast and you turn your eyes to God, 
God just like has like this magic eraser for like five seconds, you know? And he's just like, and then he like lets you see, you know? This is how it happened for me, you know? Like yeah. literally yeah. like five, ten seconds at a time, he'd just like wipe it away. And then I'd be like, ah, and then he'd let it all come back, you know? But it would only be on days where, you know, I would fast, or, um, and it would be like right in the, probably towards the end of it, you know? Sometimes, and never the beginning. <laughs> like, I uh, you, do you gotta go on. <laughs> you don't really want this. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's good, and you, you always gotta approach it like God first, uh, and then, you know, whatever He says, whatever He wants to say, let Him say it. It's terrible as it may be. Okay. Um, Colton, do you have any, anything else to add? Any more questions? Um, I'm sure there's all kinds of questions yeah. I can ask, but I'm kind of mind blown yeah. from earlier, and so I, <laughs> <laughs> my presence is not really here. Right now. <laughs> I'm still thinking about how terrified I am. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's not helpful. <laughs> but no, uh, I, th- I think I'm good for right now. But uh, Devin, we appreciate you know, the wisdom that you were able to bring. Um, I have only three years of marriage, and, you know, we've worked together for quite a long time now, and um, just thanks for coming on, man, and trying to give two kids some advice on, you know, the rest of their life, so, and I'm sure whoever listens to this, any of the dudes, um, it's going to go beyond the podcast. It's going to, it's going to be for the rest of their life, so thanks for coming, man. This is definitely one of our most important, probably the most important uh, podcast that we have done, for sure. Um, you know, aside from gospel, like the gospel aspect of it, but yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Mm-hmm. All I have is Christ, so. Right. Yeah. Right. And with that being said, peace, define, disrupt. Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs>